you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, Shaman here. It's 10 Minute Tuesday time. This week I'm talking about your money story. I've touched on this idea a few times uh, uh, in a couple of different subjects, but this one is specifically and entirely focused on money and your story about money. Money's an interesting thing. It looks real and concrete, but it's different for each one of us. If if you and I and everyone listening here was to pop out a $50 note, put it on the table, you'd think those $50 notes are all the same, but in fact, they're very, very different because we all have very different relationships with that money. It represents different things to us. For some, it might be our last $50. For some others, it might not mean much at all. For some, you might have hopes and dreams for that money. For some, you might have fears and concerns around that money. So money takes on a life of its own. It, it takes on our projections towards it, and it is a representation of what we believe. So exploring your money story is actually a really important way of changing your relationship with money. If you can't see it, you can't change it. So awareness is an essential part of all change, and I think the coaching space is about more awareness so you have more choice. So there's no judgment. It's no right or wrong, good or bad. It's just being able to see what's actually happening and explore beneath the surface rather than just continue to run the patterns that you're running with no awareness and no decent questioning. So I love thinking about the fact that your relationship with money is one of the clearest indicators of your relationship with yourself. So the story you're running about who you are is probably very similar to the story you're running around money. Those two get linked, which is a cool... uh, strategy to explore these stories more closely and a a nice leg into this Uh, but you know this is something that I've had to work on myself I um, you know I've been in the entrepreneurial space now for probably nine years and so that's an attempt to improve finance or financial situation when you're in uh, the system working a job you are exchanging time for money when you step into the entrepreneurial space then you have the chance to exchange products and services for money so you're able to make money while you sleep so, so there's an, a chance there's a chance to access incredible abundance and in fact there's never been an easier time in the world to be an entrepreneur there are, there are no barriers to entry we live in very fruitful times there is money to be made so I was always fascinated by the tension between massive desires around, I'm, I'm going to go in a million dollars. I'm going to go be, be very successful. I have big dreams around what I'm capable of, what I desire for myself and for my family, the lifestyle I want to live. And then the reality of my bank account. Um, and my wife f- felt this tension you know, more acutely than, than anyone because she heard me banging on this big game all the time and then she would see the reality all the time. And it was quite a source of pain for her and for me because I didn't want to overpromise and underdeliver either. Um, the, the breakthrough came not by working harder and by being more disciplined and more focused and just getting it done and, and you know just focusing on trying harder to earn more money because I'd, I'd already done that. I'd already maxed that out so many times. I'd done everything I knew to do. I was so focused and determined and committed to earning more money. But it wasn't until a friend of mine... 
I made me read Get Rich Lucky Bitch when I was in Germany, which was, um, you know, took a, that was a strange uh, request, but I, I submitted to that and I'm glad I did because it was an extraordinary book and just helped me realize that I was sabotaging my own financial success. There was no other way to describe it because rationally I feel like I'm 100% committed, yet if I was 100% committed, well, why haven't I found a way to make this work? I'm good at what I do. I get great results. People love the results that I produce for them. There is ample opportunity, yet the results say, well, I'm still struggling financially. So there must be a handbrake on somewhere. There must be something inside me blocking me from accessing money. Now, this is not just the law of attraction. This is the agreements that we've formed about ourselves and the rules we've written internally. And until you explore them, you can't change them. So some of you heard me tell this story before, but for me, it was an exploration around, okay, so what do I believe about money and, and about being rich? And I thought, oh, well, it's fine to be rich and I'm, I'm committed to this. But if that were true, well, then I would already have been wealthy. So it was when I explored my own childhood and, and the inadvertent stories growing up in my family, probably never said out loud by anyone, but I think the message that I picked up subtly is that you can't be rich and godly. And so um, I wanted to be a good person. And, and all, all the examples we had of good people around us growing up were poor people. Or the rich people we knew, you know, had, had were greedy, were selfish in my mind, had done the wrong thing to get money. And so I made this agreement that money will corrupt. Money is, money is dangerous. And so subconsciously, that was still the agreement I was running. So I couldn't afford to allow myself to get rich because subconsciously the agreement was, well, wealth will corrupt you, Jamin. Wealth will make you a bad person. If you get more money... That will compromise your values. You'll probably end up leaving your wife. You'll neglect your children. You'll forget about your friends. It will ruin you. And so I couldn't afford to let that happen. So no wonder I wasn't making more money. So it wasn't until I went back to that agreement and reviewed the data as an adult and decided that, hey, listen, I don't think it's money that corrupts. I think it's insecurity that corrupts. I think money just magnifies what's already in your heart. So I changed the agreement. I said, well... Even if I'm the first rich and godly person, I'm happy to be that guy. Clearly, I'm not. Clearly, there are plenty of good people who are rich people, but it did away with the need to find a model for me to, 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 to chase and to, to have an example. It was like, I want to be rich and godly, so I'm going to be both. Um, so, so that was the new agreement that I made with myself, and I aligned myself to that agreement every day for about a month or so, and you know, almost instantly... It was like the shower turned on um, or maybe the shower was already on and I got in the shower or whatever metaphor but it was all of a sudden the money that was already available um, I was able to access and it completely transformed my finances I hear this all the time I was speaking with a client recently and so she was again experiencing lack and frustration financially and exploring her money story she grew up uh, as, a, as with a single mum and there were a group of single mums and they were the heroes in the story and they were poor and they were battlers but they kind of that was their identity and so they'd actually look down at the rich bitches who had it all and think that they were better than them subconsciously none of this was said out loud but it was the message that was being established and the agreement that was being made that rich rich people are bitches rich rich people are bad 
Uh, rich people have corrupted themselves. Rich people have been given a, a handout. The real good people, the real honest people, the real hard workers, they're poor, they're battlers. And they, they prove their value by being battlers. So if you were to succeed, then you stop being a battler and therefore you lose the moral high ground. So that was an agreement for her that had to be addressed until she could take the handbrake off and allow herself to be more financial. So it's always fascinating exploring these agreements and seeing the rules you're living out of uh, because they're the things that determine the results that you're getting. Stephen Covey says, everything's created twice. You hear me say that all the time. So it's exploring the first creation around your money story and going back there and reviewing that data as an adult to create new agreements for yourself so that you can take the handbrake off and allow yourself to move into the results that you actually desire. So I think a good a good way of approaching this and working your way backwards, as always, is to observe your own behavior, see where there's frustration, see where there's lack, see where there is where you're annoyed with the results, where it doesn't make sense, where you think, by now I'm sure I would be ahead financially, but I'm not. I'm running the same patterns, I'm running the same sabotage, I'm making the same mistakes again and again and again. So therefore, what must I believe about myself and money in order to keep behaving like this? And probably you won't know the answer to that question because it's not clear consciously, but unconsciously it's there. And if you hold the space for yourself, keep asking good questions and working your way back there, you, you can find the answer to that question because it's, it's a clear strategy. Another great question to help you delve into this area is what's dangerous about money? And initially, consciously, you'll say, well, nothing's dangerous about money. Money's excellent. I want more money. But if that were true, then you would have more money. You would have, you've already got all the opportunity. If you're not experiencing that, well, there must be some part of you holding back from that. So what is dangerous about money? So exploring the belief structure around will money corrupt you? Will money make you greedy? Will money make you selfish? Will money bring out the worst of you? Will money make other people reject you? Will money compromise your social standing? What is it about money that's so dangerous? And, and realizing that it's not money that's dangerous, it's your story about money that's dangerous. Money, money is just a thing. It's our projections and our stories and our beliefs about money that define it. Remember, everyone's $50 note is different. So exploring your money story, changing it as an adult is the only way to give yourself permission to then align your actual story with the results that you want and move into financial abundance. I hope that's been useful. I'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jaymanfraser.com.